And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Bunny! Act yes. three, Bunny! Act three! Act three! Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to casually stroll on into the third and final act of the podcast. And for the uninitiated out there, the third and final act is wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all natural, no additives or preservatives, 100% fruit, gluten free, non GMO, and certified kosher movie of the week and this week we kick off a month-long look at the forgotten corners of the marvel cinematic universe with a look at the 1990 film captain america captain america uh i i i i'm very passionate about this week's film I didn't intend to be very passionate about this week's film, but I am. Before I, before, because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get very angry, very quickly. But before I do that, Bonnie, just preliminary thoughts. Preliminary thoughts from you about this film. What are your thoughts about this film? It, it is a soap opera it is a soap opera everything they do is so earnest and so overly dramatic yeah this movie tried you know and it looks like they had some money to spend the three three million yeah yeah. And and like Which at like, the time was like some scenes got all the budget and other scenes got yeah. none of the budget. Yeah. Which was weird cuz cuz just the quality of the movie kept changing. Yes, agreed. Sometimes it looks really cheesy and then sometimes like when Captain America first meets the Red Skull, it's like in this massive hangar and these giant Nazi flags, and it's like, hey, this looks all right. You know? This looks yeah. fairly decent. Yeah. But now, the Red Skull. <sighs> Clearly, this is not the Red Skull. Okay. It's absolutely the Red Skull because this guy says the the Red Skull's classic trademark line. Mamma mia! That's a spicy meatball! But I really gotta give props to the guy who played the Red Skull. I mean, he did a great job, I thought, with the shit he had to work with. Yes. He did. He did. Uh, there's there's a part in the film that I became obsessed with uh, over the last two days. There's a scene when Captain America sees the Red Skull for the first time. 
right? And the Red Skull turns around and does that reveal, and his face just looks... The Red Skull's face, when it's all red, looks like one of the masks from Halloween 3. Yes. It looks like the only way... The only... The easier way to defeat the Red Skull would have been just to start singing Happy, Happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. And then his face would have, I don't know, turned into bugs or whatever. Halloween 3 was weird. But um, so then Captain America throws his shield at the Red Skull. And the Red Skull catches the shield. But then if you really pay attention... He says, ow, in the weirdest way. Like yeah. he's a drag queen. Yeah. He, he, he ca- the Red Skull catches the shield and then he goes, ow. <laughs> and, and so, and so I, 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 I edited the entire film just to that tiny little part so I could listen to that ow over and over again. And I'm like, honey, you should watch this week's movie. And she's like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm never going to watch these movies. These movies are crap. And I'm like, okay, but watch this one scene. And she just lost it over the, ow. <laughs> got it here on my phone. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but I'm going to put it up as loud as possible. So this is right when Captain America throws the shield, okay? Okay. Okay. You can just barely hear the ow. <laughs> like, like suddenly he's a sassy boy. Yeah. I like the sassy red skull. Ow. <laughs> Hello, my brother. Yeah, the, the, the red skull in this is a, a wild and crazy guy. So they just grab some Italian boy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I But at times at times this is a decent movie. Well, one you moment know? I was I was helping my mother in the kitchen, next moment I was the Red Skull. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well Okay, let's do this. I am going to be coming to the defense of this film. Okay. Um, this, I didn't mean to come to the defense of this film. This film is universally reviled. People hate this film. It has a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3 out of 10 on IMDb. In face, so so so. Uh, um, let me let me tell you how I I I became a champion of the 1990 Captain America movie. Okay, so it's earlier in the week, and I'm like, I've seen this movie before, but I I, I still need to watch it and really just just really study it. You know, I'm going to watch it a couple of times this week. So let me uh, let me uh, pull up the movie. I have it here on my computer. Let me pull it up. So I go to pull up the film on my computer and I can't find it anywhere. 
it's not in my movies folder. It's not in my bad movies folder. It's not in my Marvel folder. It's not in my non-Marvel Marvel folder. I can't find Captain America anywhere. And I'm like, where, where did I put this movie? And so then I just start, and I know I have it because I sent it to you. So I know it's somewhere on the computer. So I'm checking every folder of different movies. It's not in Back to the Future. It's not in Bob's Burgers. It's not in Close Enough. It's not in Star Trek. Eventually I find it in my folder uh, labeled IMDB Bottom 100. Okay. Okay. And so I've been trying to collect, to download as many of the worst films of all time as I can. So I've got this one folder of really horrible, shitty movies on my computer. And here it is. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, Battlefield Earth, uh, Cats, Dragon Ball Evolution, Hercules in New York, From Justin to Kelly, Jaws the Revenge, the 2002 Rollerball, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, The Room, uh, Troll 2. And right there in the middle of all of that is Captain America. And I'm like, oh. I mean, I know people hate this film, but it can't be one of the IMDb bottom 100. I mean, I know the film is bad, but it's not. It, most of the movies on that you consider the worst film of all time have bad editing and bad sound and bad acting and all of that. And like the movie isn't that bad. So 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 then I start thinking, okay, well, if Captain America is on the IMD bottom 100, maybe it's at number 90, maybe it's number 87, but, you know, it's not going to be that far down into the list. So I looked it up. Um, I would like to take this time to say that there are absolutely no Ed Wood movies on the IMDb list of the worst 100 movies of all time, but I digress. Yes. The 1990 Captain America movie is at number 67 on the IMDb list of the 100 worst movies of all time. And I go, okay, 67. Maybe I can deal with that. But here's what got me, Bunny. Do you know what was at number 68 behind this movie? Oh. The Fantastic Four movie. So, 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 Captain America is at number 67. So, this movie is at number 68, which would mean that the movie I'm about to say is not as bad as Captain America. That Captain America is a worse movie than this film. What was behind Captain America at number 68 was... The fucking room. <laughs> the room. I am so upset about this. You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that Tommy Wiseau's The Room is not as bad as Captain America. That's what you're trying to tell me right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I am, I am... So, I'm so upset about this. I'm so upset about this. 
Is this movie bad? It's not perfect, but it's better than the goddamn room. Yeah, no, no. They tried with this movie. They did. They they really tried with this film. I, I it feels like a like a bizarre mirror version of Chris Evans in Cap in the movie Captain America. It's you know like it hits so much of the exact same notes, but just in a very different and cheaper way. Yeah. And. and 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 suddenly I found myself being a champion of this film because I I was I was ready to like oh man we're doing Captain America I can't wait to take this film down but to say this is worse than the room I mean come the fuck on no no you mean tell me that Ned Beatty and uh, the 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 bad guy from RoboCop that all of that you mean to tell me that all of that is worse than I did not hit her it's not true that is ridiculous that is ridiculous and upsetting and it upsets me bunny no, no first off this was this was an actual movie yeah it was an actual movie that didn't reach the heights it should have. Yeah. It is I mean, a I don't mean subpar to... movie, but it's not yeah. like really a bad movie. Yeah. I don't mean to champion this film. I don't mean to like come to the defense of Captain America swinging Italian vacation because the movie does have its faults. Um, I'm so upset that like you just had the exact same person be Steve Rogers before and after the super soldier serum. Like this person is supposed to have polio. You And I know you don't have CGI, but He's a six foot five hunk before he gets the serum. Yeah. Uh-huh. There is no discernible difference between him before and after. And in the movies, they're like, oh, yes, we got this cripple. Like, what are you talking about? He's a handsome, like, seven foot tall hunk. He had a limp. Yeah. He had a fucking limp. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with him. Polio, my ass. That upset me. He was already a big, tall, handsome, buff man before the experiment. Like, you you say he has polio, but you don't bother to show it. Uh, Plus, the the first six minutes of the film are like, yes, our bad guy. Let's make him look good. Yeah. And so the first six minutes of the film are dedicated to making the bad guy look sympathetic. Plus, it's all in Italian. It's the Star Wars holiday special all over again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because every single solitary time in whatever decade that I have ever seen this film, I always do the same thing. I go, I can't wait to watch this. Okay, let's click this. Okay, let's watch this film. And then like a minute later, is this in a different language? Did I get the wrong one? Maybe. 
maybe I got the wrong one. And then six minutes later, oh, shit, I, that's what I did eight years ago when I saw this the last time. Yeah. Swear to God, when I probably first rented this film, like, ooh, did I rent the wrong film? Maybe I should bring it back to Blockbuster. You know, that it's this is just something that I've been doing since high school. It's the Wookiees all over again. So this isn't a perfect film, but to suggest that this is worse than Tommy freaking with so that's just blasphemy to me. Yeah. That that it enrages me. I mean, this film is bad, but it's not worse than Troll 2. No. I, I am so upset. And also, I know he's the president, but don't trust Ronnie Cox. He <laughs> tried to kill Cop for shit's sake. Yeah. And Arnold trust- Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. Don't trust... And the weird thing is, is that so much of this film is the exact same film as Captain America. The only major difference is that I guarantee you some guy in a studio said, now, the problem that I have is uh, the Red Skull being a Nazi. Canada's a big market for us. What if we change his race? And so they make him like a like a fascist Italian, and uh, that's upsetting because he needs to be a Nazi, and he was a Nazi. He was an Italian Nazi, but but that seems cheap. But the main change I see is all of that shit with the president and his best friend. The thing is, I, I see the point that you're trying to make. Okay. And and basically, it's that an Italian Nazi is kind of like a GoBot Nazi. Yes, yes. You're a German Nazi. Okay, you're a Transformer. You're an Italian Nazi. Okay, you're a GoBot. I get uh-huh. that. I absolutely get that. Yeah, it's Doctor Pepper and Doctor Thunder. Yes. Yeah, it, I the one the only the, the one thing that I really dislike about this film is uh, the president and his best friend. Yeah, they're the best actors in the film. I just hate their whole storyline, just massively. You mean to tell me this little kid who saw Captain America as a like bad special effect? grew up to be the president and, and, and uh, uh, I have a hard time with that. And and you make the kid look smart by sticking a pencil through his glasses? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. So, so the plan was to make the film to coincide with the 50th anniversary of Captain America, which was supposed to happen in 1990. The rights were purchased by Golan and Globus of Canon Pictures. Yes. And I, I originally thought that this was a Canon Pictures picture, but no, apparently in 1989, Golan left Canon Pictures 
and took with him the rights to Captain America. So this movie was made with Golan, not Globus. Yeah. So just Golan went and made this with 21st Century Film Corporation, which wanted to be this big time major film studio, but all they could do was release cheap films like Captain America. And fun fact, also another film you may have heard of, fucking Eraserhead. (laughs) And a bunch of other films I've never fucking heard of, but those are the two main ones. So uh, there were a lot of reshoots in this. And uh, so you know how uh, Stan Lee is a notorious fucking liar? Yeah. So so they did a a ridiculous amount of reshoots for this movie and they said hey stan lee what's with all the reshoots and this was stan lee's story well when we showed it to test audiences they were jumping up and screaming more more so are we doing reshoots yes but only to give the audience more of what they want stan lee was a great bullshitter <laughs> yeah you know, he he framed his entire success story as a comic book. So when, when you ask Stan Lee, so tell us about the, when you created Spider-Man. Oh, it was amazing. I came into the studio and it's like, okay, you're just talking out of your ass. But, but that sounds like a trademark Stan Lee uh, lie. This was intended to have like a big release in America and all over the world, and they ended up releasing it all over the world, but not in America. But but in foreign markets, this movie did come out. In the Philippines, The instead of calling it Captain America because they felt that uh, no one would want to go see a Captain America movie in the Philippines, so in the Philippines, they called this film Blood Match. Blood Match. Yeah, they wow. call this and, and here's the weirdest part. It was on a double feature with Bon Voyage Charlie Brown. <laughs> what the fuck are kids in the Philippines doing? Oh, let's go to the movie theater. Bon Voyage Charlie Brown with Blood Match. Yeah. I'd like to see the Philippines do that with other films. And it's like, hey, uh, I I wish the Avengers movie would come out in America, but instead there's this film, uh, uh, Attack of the Snakes. (laughs) They just keep giving them different different names. Uh, But this film did go direct to VHS in Spain. Spain was like, no, we can tell this isn't a good movie. you, you can take that away. So it was direct to VHS in Spain, too. And so they said, like, okay, 1990, Captain America, the movie in theaters. And then Captain America, the movie in theaters, 1991. And then in 1992, uh, here, let's just release this direct to VHS. You can rent it or not. Also, it'll be on... Superstation TBS on Sunday at 1 p.m. <laughs> and that's where I saw this movie. So I was in high school when this came out in America. And just one day, it's like, uh, 
Uh, coming up next on the USA Network, it's women's tennis, followed by Captain America. And it's like, what the fuck is this? I don't remember this movie. Did this movie come out? Ned Beatty's in it. Okay. So, like, it's it's an all right film. They tried. They didn't have a budget. It was they didn't have CGI. It was fucking 1990, and comic book movies weren't really a thing. So you know, like like Batman was a huge, massive success, and a lot of studios said, "Let's do that, but cheap." Yeah. And that's Captain America. It's an all right film, but 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 it isn't the room. No. This deeply upsets me. This is a good movie. It's not the best, but god damn it, it's not the room. And also, we said this earlier in the podcast, but Ned Beatty went to Transylvania University, which is in Kentucky and not Transylvania. That's a fun fact for you. Yep. Funny. Um, a lot of stars were considered to star in the 1990 Captain America movie. I have a small list here, and I'm going to mention some names, and you tell me what you think, okay? These are actual names of people who were considered to star in this Captain America movie. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, too big. And also, Awfully. Arnold Schwarzenegger has been in our country since the 60s, but he still sounds like he just came off the freaking boat. Yeah. Like you can't, you, like you can't do, hello, I am Steve Rogers. I am all American boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so that, that wouldn't entirely work. But, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Uh, and can, can we get somebody without an accent? Well, here's the weird part. He said no to Captain America so he could do Punisher. <laughs> so that's weird. Yeah. But I don't know, like that Punisher movie, that Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, it's not, it's also like, it's fine. It's not yeah. the worst. I think the last Punisher movie was the worst, but they, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, they don't put the thing on his chest, but like, okay, it, again, it hits the right marks. Like, it, it's fine. I think he would have been in had, all right. But it had Alan Rickman who would only speak yes. in rhyme. Yeah. That's worth the fucking price of admission right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Dolph Lundgren, Val Kilmer. I, I could kind of go for him. I think Val Kilmer, young Val Kilmer, not like chunky Val Kilmer. No. Not a, a, a hungry man chunky soup. Val Kilmer, but young Svelte Val Kilmer, he said no to this film because he wanted to do The Doors instead. Good choice. So I, yeah, I'd, I'd much choice. rather have... Yeah. Val Kilmer was not a bad Batman. He did a fine job. I feel like his Batman is forgotten. He did all right. 
<laughs> he did better than he did better than George Clooney. And then here's the last name that they considered for the part of Captain America, which is someone that I painfully remember. Brian Bosworth, a.k.a. The Boz. Yes. Considered to be Captain America. Now, I don't know sports, but I remember that name because he was everywhere. He had like deodorant commercials. He had a movie that he starred in. Yeah, Stone Cold, and he hosted SNL. Like, they were trying to make him the big thing. He was Dennis Rodman before Dennis Rodman. Yeah. You know, they tried to make him. Joe Namath after Joe Namath. Yeah. 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 He was the Joe Namath of his time, and they were shoving him everywhere. So, so like, he can't act, but. Brian Bosworth can't act as Steve Rogers, but to be fair, I don't think the son of J.D. Salinger can do that good of a job either. Yeah. So I don't think it would have been better or worse under Brian Bosworth, but those were the those were the four main names that they were considering. Uh, and uh, may I take some time, Bunny? May I take some time to... Uh, to do a tribute to the name that I found in the credits. Okay. I sent that to you this morning, and I was really proud of my find. But there's a young, there's an actor, there's an, there's a handsome actor who plays a guard in the beginning of the film when they're giving him a, by Jaden, when they're giving him his super soldier serum, there was a guard and he looked familiar. And I'm like, this guy looks familiar. I'm showing the camera right now. But the guy looked really familiar. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to find this person on IMDb, track him down, find out who he is, because I know him from somewhere. He seems like a character actor who I would know. And sure enough, I was blown away to learn that that was uh, Bill Mummy. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Young Will Robinson from the original freaking Lost in Space. So then I went down this whole rabbit hole of Bill Mummy, and I'm like, oh, so he was a child actor. That must have been uh, hard for, for, for him, you know, because those child actors always get screwed. But he had a massive TV career before and after Lost in Space. He was in yeah. three episodes of the original Twilight Zone. Uh-huh. And then he was uh, Richard Kimball's nephew. <laughs> he was in a ton of episodes of uh, The Fugitive. And then, and then in the 80s, he was one of the Barnes in Barnes and Barnes. He recorded fish heads. <laughs> really? At some point in time, I must have known this, but I was blown away at the idea that young Will Robinson, danger, 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 Will Robinson, that that little shit-faced kid went on to do fish heads. Yeah. That alone, like, checks off a few boxes for me. But then he's also a celebrated voice actor 
who has appeared in Animaniacs, Ren and Stimpy, Scooby-Doo, Transformers, and did a bunch of voiceover work for the American releases of Toho's Ultraman series. Nice. Plus, he was in all five seasons of Babylon 5. Yeah. It's so, like, fucking good for you, dude. Good for you. That's impressive. Look at your massive career. That's a thing. Good for you. Uh, applause for Bill Mummy. Will Robinson. When you hear about these young actors like, oh, the beaver from Leave it to Beaver, you know he didn't have a career because he was typecast and you just got screwed. So the idea that the little kid from Lost in Space could have this massive, insane career... Uh, like, good for you, because child actors don't get that long of a career. Yeah, you know, at all. This is very rare for you to have had such a successful life in acting and music. And he composed all of the music for this TV show, and he won these awards. He released a number of solo albums, not including all the stuff he did with Barnes at Barnes and so many uh, uh, TV shows. And he's still doing voiceover work. He's one of the characters in the Nickelodeon show, The Proud House, the loud. House, the Loud House on Nickelodeon. That's like a big Nickelodeon show right now. Like, yeah. good for you. You have had an insane career without a major scandal. Yeah, yeah. The only major scandal is the trash bags you wore when you sang Fish Heads. Like, damn, good for you, bro. Good for you. You you had a successful career, like other child stars who rob liquor stores and. Yeah. You know, your usual trajectory. The best thing I can say about Bill Mummy is that he was a child actor who didn't ever have to go on a Dr. Drew reality show. Yes. Because most child actors, sadly, have been on a Dr. Drew reality show. But no, Bill Mummy, good for you. You sang Fish Heads. Huge. Huge deal for me, you know. He's he's basically uh, he's on my Facebook. He's a Facebook friend, or I'm following him, or whatever. Yeah, and, and he he's just an aging hippie. He's cool. He's just a cool guy. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, Bill Mummy. I, I, I thought he was a completely different person. I thought he was this character actor. He, he looked a lot like some like character actor who I've seen in a bunch of things, but it wasn't him. But I went on this massive Bill Mummy lost in space rabbit hole. He'll feel know? like he'll feel like playing his guitar and he'll just start streaming it. That's so cool. I love people yeah. like that. Yeah. I love people like that. Anyway, that's all I've got on this week's movie. It's it's good, I, but I, it's, it's... I have an unsung hero that I really feel I need to call out. Because okay. he's been completely missed in, in this entire episode. And I'm afraid if we missed him, the world missed him. And that is the, the opening dad scene. The dad from Christmas Story? 
Nope. No. The, the opening scene of the movie where the Nazis come storming in. Yes. The one short Nazi with the mustache. Yes. Yes. He became my hero because as soon as I saw him during this very important opening scene of the movie. Yes. I could not help but have my mind flash to Blazing Saddles and Madeline nice. Kahn's I'm Tired song. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah. the whole time I was watching them and him in particular, in my mind, it was playing dan to dan to dan dan to dan to dan She's tired. She's tired. <laughs> I love that movie. It's on Roku Channel, Blazing Saddles. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, so he, I feel he is the unsung hero of the movie, of, of that particular scene. Yeah. For just yeah. turning the serious scene where they're kidnapping a little Italian boy for scientific experimentation into a much, much funnier scene. Yes, yes, that's good. I'll have to I'll have to keep an eye out for the short Nazi. And also, let's not forget the my favorite line Nazi. of the film. The littlest, the littlest Nazi, Nazi is how I like to the think of it. There's one weatherman in town and he only does the weather on the weekends and he's the short guy. And I'm like, oh, it's Billy, the littlest weatherman. One day <laughs> grow up and do the big time weather on the weekdays. But until then, he's just going to try his best. He's the littlest weatherman. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the littlest Nazi. He hopes to one day be a big Nazi and kill the most Jews. <laughs> he was in charge of killing. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. He's in charge of killing the squirrels. He, he's hoping the one day to dominate his wife. <laughs> like, it, it, and let's he'll, he'll not... work. To Poland from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let's not forget the best line in the entire film. Oh. Because oh. <laughs> oh. Captain America's a sassy boy. Oh. Hey, brother. We, we also learned not to trust Captain America when he says he's feeling sick. Absolutely. Pick a different bit, uh, Captain America. Jeez, talk about getting one bit and writing it to the ground. How about just using your force of your command to just tell them what you need them to do instead yeah, of he some stupid trick and then stealing their cars. Yeah, it's like this Captain America doesn't know that he's Captain America. Yeah. Is and what... I, and I, I had kind of a question because 
Red Skull's daughter was was a rather attractive young lady. Red Skullina. Yes. Red Skullina, yes. And and I wondered would you date Red Skull's daughter? I mean, because sooner, sooner or later, you're going to be stuck sitting there making awkward small talk with Red Skull. You know, it's yeah. inevitable. Yeah. You know, she's not quite ready. You she can't decide what shoes to fucking wear. You know, yeah. and, and you're trying to kick up a conversation with Red Skull that doesn't end in your death. Yeah, that's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. That's real uncomfortable. I mean, what do you say? Like, like, um, do you like Marmaduke? No. Only Heathcliff. <laughs> we are a Heathcliff family. <laughs> We're a Heathcliff. I will kill you now. And he pulls out one of those, like, German skinny guns. Yeah. You know the trademark German skinny gun? <laughs> the... Pew, pew! No, 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 no. I, I hate Marmaduke. I just wanted to make sure that you hated Marmaduke, too. I, I, I'm uh, totally Heathcliff. Totally Heathcliff. Damn, I only had three-fourths of one bullet in here. <laughs> this is a skinny gun. Yeah, so the Italian, so the Italian Red Skull, like, oh, mamma mia, we yeah. must kill America. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. That was fun. Captain America swinging Italian adventure. Watch Captain America punch Italians with someone we decided 30 minutes before the end of the film will be the love interest. Yeah. Kid, the, yeah, the red skulls just on a on a little uh, on a little scooter. Ciao. You know, and, and, and we can kind of infer Ciao. that we could kind of infer that Red Skull, uh, even though he did not go through with it, he considered saving Princess Peach. Yeah, and then and then Captain America has a child, and then the Red Skull has a child in this film. So it's like, who who had red sex? Yeah, who 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 did that? Yeah. You know, I'd like to Bride of Red Skull. Yeah, that is shocking. That someone said yes, please, to all of that. So you think you think Red Skull comes home, comes through the door by the staircase, honey, I'm home, and then he walks over to the little mini bar, makes himself a martini, comes, pops on the news, sits in his easy chair, and opens up a paper. Is that is this really what we're thinking Red Skull's life is? Yeah, I would. I would like to see like a, like a, like a. The Red Skull could have starred in Heil, Honey, I'm Home." Yes, which is something I haven't thought about in a long time. <laughs> now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. 
Yeah. Like 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 the Red Skull sitcom. Yes. Morning, ready, dear. That's that's what the wife would call him. Yeah. Oh, ready. Come here, ready. But but in the boardroom, he's Redford Skull. Redford Skull. Yes, that's what his business cards say. Oh, that's good. That's good. Redford Skull, attorney at law. Like he had a he had like a sitcom phase where he was just, you know, I'd like to see the Red Skull Wanda Vision it up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I've gotten for this week's movie. It's it's fine, but it's better than Tommy We Sew. They should make that the tagline. Yeah, that should have been on the poster. Everyone that that. Yeah, look, it's better than the room. It's better than the room. Like, what the hell, IMDb? I'm very upset about this. Anyway, so that's it for this week. Next week, we will be beginning a momentous, a momentous feat of watching all of the Spider-Man trilogy. But not Tobey Maguire. No. The Spider-Man TV show, they repackaged and released as movies in foreign countries. There were three movies, and unfortunately, we're watching all of them. Uh Starting with The Amazing Spider-Man from 1977. All three movies are free on YouTube, and I just sent you the link for the first one. It's just the pilot, because back in the 70s, they'd go, hey, here's a pilot. We'll release it for TV. If the show is a big hit on television, then we'll make it as a TV show. If not, then enjoy our Sunday movie of the week. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So we will be watching a 42-year-old teenager, Peter Parker. Yes. Uh-huh. Who was also in a Quentin Tarantino movie, and I love that. Was he I, in a Quentin Tarantino movie? Yes, because the Spider-Man, the Peter Parker from the Spider-Man TV show of the 70s was the director of Lancer in Once Upon a Time, dot, 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 in Hollywood. Okay. He wanted the bad guy to look like a hippie. Okay, interesting. Because because Quentin Tarantino is like that. Who am I going to get for this part? Let me find some old movie or TV show from the 60s or 70s and pluck someone who was famous out of his obscurity. Here you go, Peter Parker. Now you're in a Tarantino movie opposite fucking Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. (laughs) That's a weird-ass career trajectory. Yes, it is, and I'm going to have to check that out now. Yeah. Yeah. When I watched Once Upon a Time, dot, 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 in Hollywood, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people here I know, and then there are some I don't. Who the fuck was that director? Because that guy, like, was really, like, he was, he was, he was crazy and, like, spastic and out there, and it's like, no, I didn't hire you to be a cowboy. I hired you to be an actor, and, like, who the fuck is that? And, like, sure as shit, you were the, you were the first Peter Parker. Yeah. From the 70s. I would see you on Laserdisc at the video store when I was five. 
<laughs> and now you're in a Tarantino film. Like, good for you. So that's next week. We will be watching 1977 Spider-Man. This Spider-Man is the same age as me. The TV show came out in 1977. That is when I was born. I would like to say I think I have aged better than this movie. Okay. So we'll see if that is the case. But now that so that but that's next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and the lows. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow pussy explodes. Uh, the ruler of the aliens from Plan Nine from Outer Space is related to a slave owning American trader yes. and. Uh, the room. I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. I'm going pretty. damn good. I'm going okay, damn good. good. There was yeah. a world premiere. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I felt. I feel the same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes because I feel that you're the one who makes that distinction, not me. But yes, I I concur. Good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Stephen on behalf of Maxwell, Jaden, Natasha, Bella, and everybody else. I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you. And you. And you Nazi red skulls? Nice. They are poopy butts. Poopy butts? Hey. Ice cream on top. Do 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 do